Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 313. Hopefully you guys have had an amazing weekend. I've got an amazing guest for you tonight that is for sure. You've seen him around in the chats, and now tonight you get to hear his story. Uh, Jeff, I just rolled Papalea, Papalek. Papalea. I knew I was going to pull it up. Papalea. There we go. How you doing tonight, brother? You want to tell us where we can find you and how you're doing tonight? A bastard up there in the eagle. I didn't get any of that. Hello. Hey there. Ah, there you go. We got a little bit of a lag today. Yeah, can you hear me? me. I can hear you. I can hear you. So uh, you've got a pretty amazing story. You've already kind of hinted to me a little bit before in chat. So I guess uh, you can go ahead and pick it up wherever you want to start off. This is a quite the amazing story so pick it up sure. wherever you want to take off brother all right yeah yeah um i'll pick up when i just, um was introduced to cannabis that was the age of 15 going on 16 and um we were and um, I come across a big crop of um, weed in the bottom of the swamp. And uh, anyway, a long story short, we got tasted by the coast, but I had one point in my hand, um, and something, but we made one there for me and uh, we took and anyway it turns out the crop that's massive and it was the first time we ever smoked weed mates and um, it was taking me to new I um, was fascinated from that one Used it recreational till I was about twenty, um, and grew it. Um, but living at my parents' house, my parents were dead against it, and my girlfriend's parents were from Woodstock. But I really had mind and living there. And um, so after failures and two leaves, I wrote a smoke, and it just so happens in 22, we finally got a crop through. And um, I went out shooting with my brother-in-law one night um, out in the paddock. Uh, 
and we, we just shot a fox and there was a mob of sheep out in the paddock and they were all looking the opposite way to us and uh, I uh, went out and looked out. I was in the bottom of the creek bed and I went up to the top of the creek and looked out and I couldn't see because I was looking into the sun. And I turned around and said to Kane, Kane, come up here and see what you can see. And then I heard the gun close and I turned around, um, seen smoke come out of the barrel. Um, and out from the smoke, the grey, and I tried to turn the head out of the way. And it hit me in front of the jaw here. And everything turned red, picked me up off my feet, blew me about 15 feet through the air. And I hit the deck in a pile of shit. Um, I put my arm out and rested my head so my face wouldn't go into the dirt. Don't know what made me do it, but I did. And... That's when I sort of like blacked out and I had my life flush before my eyes. Um, and I was a baby one minute and then I was a adult, then I was a teenager and it wasn't in order. And I'm so in this vision, nothing else is happening. And I'm saying to myself, this is not in order. What's going on? And a voice in my head says, you're dying. And uh, anyway, I got up, I shaking my head saying, I'm not going to die. I opened my eyes and there was a screaming ring in my ear and uh, in both of them. And uh, I knew I'd been shot and I put my hand up to feel it and the palm of my hand hit the roof of my mouth and uh, I went, oh shit, she's a bad one. And I got up and turned around just to see who who shot me and I could hear someone screaming in the distance, oh, I've killed him, I've killed him and uh then I could make out that voice and it was Cain, my brother-in-law, and the vision came back to me. And I realised what had happened and the trouble was he was running the opposite way to the house, which is about two k's away from where I was. And uh, I went about 500 metres and the clanging of these cartridges in my gun jacket would drive me crazy. I took the gun jacket off, kept walking, and uh, then I noticed my boots were squelching with all the blood and my bones were hanging down here and they were rattling together from the jaw. So I took my singlet off stuff that up into a ball and put it in my face. And then I couldn't go any further because I was losing too much blood. And 
I wasn't even going to make it back. So I sat and my brother-in-law went running back to get help. And uh, just me and the dog. Um, I have to, uh, we're out in, out in the sticks, sort of, uh, probably about 40 minutes away from the major town the hospital. And um, I'm out in the paddock and with dog. And I had to stop this blood from pumping out. And all I could think about and all I could hear was my heartbeat. And whew, stopping that and slowing it down caused me to want to lie down and but my dog <laughs> came over and pushed me up and sat behind me and wouldn't let me lie down. Thank God. Uh, anyway, I, I waited until the ambos came. Uh, I had enough to get up and walk towards them. Fallen over a few times. Um, but yeah, got to the ambo and trying to hold myself in that spot without getting into that comfort zone because that's a dying zone. And I kept myself alive basically until the hospital I could see the lights and they pushed me in the trolley and they threw me on the operating table and I cut my clothes, me, went to cut my clothes off me, me jeans. Bring you acid wash jeans and I was red. And I wouldn't let them cut them off, so I took them off. And then it um, woke up in intensive, intensive care well, seven days later. Um, I woke up there not by them waking me up, it was by the fluid in my lungs um, had built up so bad because I was swallowing all this blood and recovery. Um, while they were pumping the air in with the artificial breathing, it was expanding my lungs so bad that I, it was going to explode and it woke me from a coma. Um, and thank God my girlfriend was there and she knew that I needed suction to get this stuff out from my lungs because I kept on pointing down my throat. And I got suction and took out four and a half litres of fluid. Uh, anyway, I went back into my coma, <laughs> breathing, 
Um, and then uh, well, three weeks later, I was back out and in the real world into the um, recovery ward out of intensive care. And uh, I got a phone call from my boss um, saying that they can't afford to pay me superannuation, blah, 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 and they sucked me over the phone. And um, that made me feel like shit because I already felt like shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, on the way home from, a, from my first day visit, I really wanted to go home and top myself. I didn't. I didn't feel good about the way I looked at all. Um, that was three weeks before I, I was shot. So I didn't like the way I was looking. I had my uh, mouth sewn completely shut. I was missing a great big piece through here. Bottom jaw had five plates and 15 screws, three in each. And I've got wire up here in my jaw, uh, top jaw. I've cheek, my top jaw is completely gone. Um, I blew out half my tongue, half my teeth. Um, off the top lip and left the bottom lip uh, and um, I've had 29 operations in recovery and they've taken skin grass from every part of my body, my arm, my hair, uh, my shoulder, my inner thigh, my backside and uh, anyway, driving home, my missus passed me the joint from the plant that we grew over that season, and um, it gave me tranquility. I stopped crying. I saw future. I saw beauty in the bay that I was looking at, and I thought, maybe this is going to be all right. I've got this plant now. So... It started then. I, my, my medicine was better than better than the medicine that they were giving me, which is morphine and opiates. Um. Anyway, um, I started growing full on. Uh, out the bush. I couldn't grow at home because I live with my parents and my parents were against it. So I, being a shooter and being and seeing the crop that I saw all those years ago, I thought I'd better start looking for a place like that. And a lot of trial and error, a lot of years, and I finally got it down pat by the late 80s, and um, just as skunk was hitting the town, because we had nothing. We only had 
hash back then. There was no green. It was hard to get green. It was only homegrown. Wouldn't last long. Um, yeah, so uh, I grew out on this swamp, out on an island. It, I took me three years to discover that you need to line this thing. You can't just dig a hole and put dirt in it and it grows. You ha- I have to block out all the other interference in that ground and make it bed of its own because the native plants would take hold and compete with my, my plants. Uh, and eventually got a system where I was getting 16 and sometimes more pounds off of one plant. And it was unbelievable. We'd fill a boat. <laughs> uh, big effort, though, to get to there. There was heaps of mates that helped me that, through that time because I was using it as medicine and I smoked all the time and all my mates smoked because that's what we did. And... Um, so along the way, we got a uh, poultry farm and um, we lived there and had our first children, two girls and a boy, two, uh, two girls experienced a lot longer on the farm. We were there for 16 years uh, or so and um, had many a crop growing there, many, always trying to replicate the one that I had up in, up the Kahuna because it was just unbelievable, the um, quality and the um, height, the, the size, a dream. Anyway, uh, yeah. I was on the farm for eight years in 98. I had the police come knock on the door and um, they got me for um, having guns out of a gun cabinet. Uh, a gun safe and um, a, heap, a heap of cannabis that was all in buckets and I had an oil extractor there and there was probably about 20 pounds I suppose of dried matter but that was from the year before so I smoked a shitload already and um my brother-in-law, my sidekick, who helped me with all of this all along the way. Um, yeah, we tro- were about to turn all this dope into oil. This, we wanted the medical side of it. And um, the police took all of my extractors and 
all of my oil, um, they left me some, but anyway, they, they took it all. They, I got charged for it, got charged for cultivation, for traffic and for producing oil and on, on it went. All my guns, $30,000 worth of guns taken off me. Um, uh, yeah, all for growing medicine. And it was in the middle of the grow season and they went out the back and they couldn't find any plants and they're going, well, where's your plants? And I said, well, I've got enough here from last year. I don't need to grow anymore. It's quite obvious, but anyway, I got done for trafficking. I found no money. Uh, they took the money that I earned from the, the poultry business, which was cash, of course. Uh, street traffic and in a petty cash tin. It was $50. They took that, sent proceeds of crime, which it wasn't. And um, then uh, 20 years later, in 2009, I had the police come again. Um, I just got back into growing um Organically, I always had to put them in pots and hide them around the backyard. And I had a job, so I eventually I was injured at work and um, I had a wall frame drop on me in 2014. And then in 2015, with the 2014, the um, wall frame injured me back and crossed this. But me smoking dope, I put it down to, was I kept on going back to work because I couldn't feel the pain. And um, but sore, very, very sore. And then in 2015, the boss hit me in the elbow with a five-ton escalator from behind. And it crushed all the nerves into my elbow, which led to my hand, and I lost use of my hand. And as I've been a carpenter, that's no good if I can't swing a hammer. So, um, anyway, I went off on sick leave and the first week of sick leave, he sucked me. And uh, so since then, I've been self-reliant on myself and nobody else. No work cover, no insurance. I've had to use all my superannuation to survive. Um, we had the 
We had the banks knocking at the door because hence no income. My bank line wasn't getting paid off. And trying to explain to them that I'm getting insurance money from my superannuation, uh, I had to go to court, which costs money, and it just went from one it's one wolf to the other wolf all attacking us. And anyway, we eventually we got our money and paid off the bank. Um I still haven't um received any insurance from from the actual accident that I have from my superannuation scheme so uh, but in the meantime I've gone full turn in growing and really exploring again uh, having so much time on my hands and not being able to afford to buy it anymore I want I can now grow it and um, I grow organically. Um, I use aquaponics. I've had to put them all into greenhouses to get them out of the sight from the neighbours. Um, but um, even though I've gone to all these extremes, I can't help myself when I put one year, I put one outside, which stunk like hell. And the neighbour over the back just so happens his daughter gets a new man and he's a policeman and he could smell it from over the back fence. Had a perfect going in there, but anyway, they came, they conquered, they they took um, everything, uh, roots and all. Uh, I had seven plants out there in one shed, one in another. And I had two in little pot plants out the back with some rosemary, sage and thyme in there. And uh, anyway, they took those. And they've gone to the greenhouses and raped it all. And I've cut off all the past plants, which were autos, so they'd finished earlier, and I cut all the stumps off and left the roots in the ground, as I do. But the police, they dug up all of those stumps and they counted them as plants and they put them in the total way and they weighed this stuff green and, and air dirt with it, they've arranged the photographs to make 
out that these stumps had actual green matter on top. And you could see clearly in the photos that it was arranged and it was from another plant that was on the top. And anyway, uh, the um, the judge, when I was going to court, oh, I, the police um, treated me like a desert criminal. i got to admit that. And um, chucked me against the wall. I was explaining to him, I've got a back injury, can't man, stop it. And um, they, um, oh, shit, sorry, man. I'm a bit wasted at the moment. <laughs> uh, I had one too many cones. <laughs> Waiting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was um, treated, man, like a dead set criminal. Handcuffed. Other side of the street, and basically got told to smile for the camera, and threw me in a divvy van. Uh, I could not believe that they'd ring. That what they did find was is they found some ammunition and two guns, and these two guns were left behind from the police on the first raid. Because they, at the end of it, was feeling so sorry for me after hearing my story about getting shot and blah, blah, blah. But the red tape and the thing had already begun. And when I was arrested by them, I wasn't handcuffed. They sat down, they listened to what I had to say. They treated me with respect. But there were so many police there because of the guns were involved. There must have been 20 police. But that actual sat me down and that the them left because the guns had been all been taken and accounted for. And um, yeah, they didn't even handcuff me. Uh, but these other police I was handcuffed and brutalised, basically pushed around, grabbed by the neck. Um, and um, and then I had, uh, I was on the couch and I had a police officer standing beside me, a young fella, about 23 years old, and he had, his gun, hand on his gun. He had it unclipped and he's standing there looking at me. And I was with and I'm there sitting with my arms behind my back. Can't totally can't not a threat at all. And he's itching on this gun. I said to him, excuse me, mate, please don't have your hand on that gun. It's freaking me out. I've Got something about people with itchy fingers with guns, eh? Can you not do that? 
and he kept on doing, kept on doing. I had to explain to the woman police officer, "Can you get him out?" Because of that was doing my head in with my anxiety and stress levels are going through the roof. Uh, I get flashbacks with stuff like that. And anyway, um, as you do, uh, yeah, so they arrested me and I've um, had to fight the police from taking my house off me because they've got me for a commercial amount because of the weight. They upped the numbers to what they actually were um, just to justify the commercial charge. And over here, because if you're done for commercial, you're... Uh, house and belongings can be taken. So um, I've got all my kids here. I can't lose my family home. Um, not now. For growing a bit of weed, I can't. Uh, my medicine, I can't believe it. But anyway, uh I have explained to everybody, my doctor knows that I smoke for medicine. He knows that I don't need the opioids because of it. Otherwise, I'd be having Oxycontin, Antitriptyline, and all the rest that come with it. Um... I can't have any depressants. They mess with my mind way, way too much. Um, and cannabis doesn't do that at all. It, it's quite the opposite. I feel normal with it. Um, yeah, um, but anyway, getting back to the court case. So this time around, the judge um, could see my sense and see my pain, see where I went. I had to tell him the whole story. I went to the courthouse probably about six times. I had the county court and the magistrate's court booked in at the same time. The police messed up a bit. They'd... Um, I sent all the paperwork out to my house, which was supposed to go to the solicitors of the other person. So it was quite funny to find out where the informant lived. And um, yeah, and where they entered the property. Um, anyway. The court, which is jail, I'm supposed to be getting four years jail. Um, and then there's these gun offences, which 
uh, uh, weapons the first police left behind, and they were a daisy gun and an air rifle that I acquired when I was six years old and nine years old. My mum had bought me them. So they were very sentimental, but they didn't work. Um, and, yeah, they um, found those. They were inoperable, but they called them rifles. They found ammunition that the police... Wouldn't take the last time I got done with the guns because they had nowhere to store them at the top shop and they refused to take them. So they said to me to just dispose of them. And I can't legally do that. So I can't drive with them anywhere in my car. So I kept them. And I kept them in the shed. And this time the police took photos and they left them again. But I got charged with them and I had to, just recently had to get rid of them because I couldn't get charged with them again. Um, yeah. And now I've, um, I'm growing and watching over my shoulder the whole time and uh, I can't uh, I can't speak about it with anyone over here about what we grow um, uh, it just can't advertise it because um, end up like me locked up the police come um I won't grow under lights and I was lucky I didn't grow under the lights so the judge saw that as a plus for me not being a commercial grower uh and he's given me a corrections order, which is more of a help than a correction. Um, they're helping me with getting on the DSP and they're helping me with the NDIS and they're helping me with uh, mental doctors. Um, which I already see every now and then, which is my doctor. And it's not over the shooting, it's more so over me being incapacitated and not being able to work. Uh, at the age of 48, I was knocked out of the game, out of the construction industry. Um, I was a foreman. So, yeah, moving on from that, and knowing that I couldn't work again, I just um, my head. Um, uh, and mentally, never. I uh, yeah.
I wouldn't be here, mate. I'd no point. And the um, the um, what was I going to say? The um, justice system and the way the plane's viewed over here is it's um. It's not selling a fire at the front and pushing on the little kids and um yeah I don't know I'd I'd love to see the day we're all like America um. Now I'll um, freely get out there and speak about it, talk about it, show about it. But, damn, really good. I envy you guys. Hopefully that day's, hopefully that day's real soon. You know, this is tragic, you know, the story that I'm hearing right now. Poor plant. You know, that's the thing that we're talking about here is a plant. You know what I mean? I, I just can't understand why for years, you know, and, and that's just it for, you know, thousands of years. It's been a medi- medicine, a no medicine. You know, we're just pulling it out of the earth and just, you know, setting the thing on fire. As, you know, comedians have said, there's no altercation here. We're not chemically doing anything to it. It's just a shame that, uh, you know, the sentence the persecution that follows it in some places is crazy. I can't even believe we were talking about this the other night. You know, even here in the United States, man, some practices that you can be in, like, say, here in Michigan, you know, you can be driving and go across a border and be, you know, be in super big trouble for doing the same thing 100 feet that was just legal, you know, within eyes. Yeah. It's insane. It's, yeah, it is insane. And it's a, it's a plant that helps everyone get off other things. You know, like, uh, I've lost four of my mates lately to alcohol. Four of them. And under the age of 60, in between 40 and 60. Um... I've never seen any of my mates lose it from lose their lives from smoking cannabis. Never, I heard anyone die from overdosing on cannabis, or or sending them crazy. I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen what alcohol can do. I've seen how it turns good man into bad man. And yet they they sell 
They got no control of. They are ridiculous. It's crazy. I one evil, one good, and one's evil. I can clearly see it. When they finally understand that all of us, all of us, we can't be talking shit together. Smart people in a benefit of the plan and and the extracts and what it's got to offer. Um maybe not listen to the big pharmaceutical companies. Um, um, yeah, I'd say oh, it's an evil place with money. As money talks, bullshit walks there. I'd, um, when I look at it, you know, it's, it's over here we're fighting and losing battle. It's, we've got to wait until all these older people with these crazy views are gone. Um, and it should be. It just looked as like if we're growing a herb. Just a herb. It doesn't matter how much we've got. You can jump in it and it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to die from it. Even my dogs eat it. I'm telling them to eat it. But they do. So, so does the cat. You know, the world don't like it. You know, you say money talks and bullshit walks, man. I, it's, I can't believe that they wouldn't give it a chance. It seems like that, you know, it would take just a one business for, you know, the rest of them to go, money's talking. <laughs> money's yeah. talking in a big way. You know what I mean? It, it's just crazy that, you know, the rest of the world is trying to block it out. You know, it's in all, all we're asking for in almost every case is it just, just be legal. Most people would are happy to play ball, play, you know, pay yeah. some taxes or permits or whatever that's got to be done. Just let us heal ourselves. You know, that's the only thing we're asking. What, what, what the hell is the problem? Yeah, sure. Um, back. Because at least if I document it now, you might get to see it before the police get it if they 
the sword to come again. <laughs> freezing a little bit, freezing up a little bit on my end. You get Seems to be like a five second delay, something like that. All right, okay. I'll take you at the back and show you over there. That'd be awesome. We're in the middle of summer over here at the moment. got that eagle? Yeah, I can see it. It's looking good. Looking good, man. I need to get a greenhouse. So we've got all need to do it. You got one here. As well. Just looking at that. What a nice trunk on that thing. And not bad, is it? Good canopy on it. And then we'll go one out of the back here. Kind of strains what strain are we looking at? This one here apparently is a Girl Scout cookies. Um, this is the cut of the bubble cush that I've got from inside climb. That's another bubble cush climb. This is just a satire thing. I've had to cut it all back because it's getting PM all over it, and I didn't really want to destroy all of it so I kept some of it that didn't have PM on it's doing all right now. Uh, um this is a sherbet fast my nephew and it's only like sixty five ballistic. It's only seven foot. And these are banana lights. Um, raised bed. 
Um, with a pump, can you see down there? From the bottom of the sump, and reticulates. Yeah. It's a bit tight. It's a bit tight in here, mate. And then stuck on that one, so it's like massive. Nice. It's got to be like a wrist round, eh? At least a wrist. Yeah. So that one here is going to bubble push. I've never grown these these strains before, so um, well, I've always had skunk, and um, yeah, they, they don't seem to smell near as much. That, that bigger one up there, that's a bit like a bubble gum, um, and over in through here. A white widow, a banana blaze, and a meringue at the front here. And yeah, I've uh, scrubbed them all. <coughs> They're coming off along quite nice. Starting to stretch. Um, I've had to cut all the shade leaves and try to get as many off just to slow them down a bit. So I was stretching too much. Um, yeah, I can find just places, small places. It's hard. Love about ABC Australian uh, bed tarred canvas. I probably butchered that. Yeah, as always. No, I haven't grown it yet. No. I haven't um, looked into it. I probably should. I like I like new things. I like something different. Um, yeah, love keeping something odd. Talking about something odd, I've got one out here to be odd. Oh man, I actually kind of cringed a little bit when the first train that, that you. Uh, you said there was the cookies. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's over there already, too. First yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we got this one. It's a three-way. Huh? It's not bad. It's going to be interesting. So this is a bit of a veggie oh, garden, time. banana garden. Yeah. I'll just shut this to keep the bugs out. It's pretty cool down here today, so we're only pushing around about 20 degrees. But in the shed, it's about 28. So we're working all right. Working. So are you... Uh... Obviously, make what are you doing for amendments for your soil there? 
Um, I'm using beer hops, um, sugarcane mulch, hot ash. Um, I put rotten fruit in and bury it. I bury it in deep. The worms are just incredible. It's just full on. Um, I put food. I put thirty liters of beer hops in over the two beds, and it would have been about inch and a half thick. Push the sugarcane mulch back on top, sprayed it with a bit of kelp, and within a week and a half, all them hops were gone, completely gone, and become worms. There was worms like you would not believe. I was like horror movie watching it. Um, yeah, so it's the worm numbers in there and every other bit of microbe in there is in, insane. I use water from the fish pond. Uh, it's got plants and whatnot in there as well as a fish. So I drain about three quarters of water out of there every well, three months and I pump it up into those beds up there and that uh, raised bed seal unit one uh, fill fill both the stumps up in there. Um, so that reticulates over and over that water and I use it over and over. It's, and that I only have to fill up twice over a grow and um, it's really efficient. Too efficient for the size of the shed. Um, you only really need one plant in there. You know, that shed's three and a half metres long by two and a half metres wide. And three metres high. Yeah, the roof in there. So I did have one plant in there. Um, it grew, it was called a sex, sex bud, and it grew from one end of the shed to the other end of the shed, and I fanned it out, right to the other side. Done a shitload of cutting out of it to, to shape it. But um, when the police got to it, there was only the, the bottom story I'd done in a top cut and they weighed it at seven and a half kilos, what was left on the plant. And um, there would have been, if there were seven and a half kilos they were weighing, there would have been another seven and a half kilos taken off it. It was just incredible. And the quality of the buds were beautiful, nice, big, smell, turpy. Just grown to perfection. Uh, but yeah, I didn't get to keep the goods. I didn't get to have it. They left me all the shit. They took all my seeds, all me, all the clones that I fucking had males, especially to put over them a THC bomb and a meringue I had back then too. Um, yeah, I had 
seven different talks I've been. And I had four clones of those plants, which I had males from um, of the other females that I had, and I put them over that and those clones. And um, the dirty, rotten mongrels took them, and I was paid off. That was it. No more, no more seeds. And um, the next year, the very next year, as soon as they, as basically as soon as the police pulled my plants out, I planted more seeds again. And I last planted my last of my autos, which grew out all right. Gave me enough smoke quick. Uh, I'll shit myself though the whole time because I've just been done. And um, then um, I've, uh, yeah, grown. This year I put, last year I put four plants in. And I've closed up the roof and I messed around with the ventilation, just get rid of the smell. And um, it worked. It worked all right. I didn't get no complaints. I didn't get the police coming here and I certainly couldn't smell it when I walked out in the backyard. And, um, yeah, so this year, I've, as you can see, I couldn't help myself. I've cleaned it a bit. But in total, there's only about eight plants in total that I'll finish up because I get quite brutal towards the end. When I need the space, I cull the worst one as I did in the other shed. So, um, yeah. I uh, I only like to grow quality, so I, I do a lot of trimming, a lot of selecting. Um, I can't leave nothing growing within greenhouses. I can't leave the leaves on there because of the condensation and you get mould all over your plant. So you're constantly getting rid of all the old leaves or any leaves that looks spotty. I know it works as a plus because it slows the seems to slow the plant up from with all this vigor and it slows it down so it don't hit the roof. I've always had trouble with it hitting the roof. And it seems you know, I do that to it. it seems to help me slow it down and stack it out. Yeah. Yeah, do you so, seem, uh, have you seen an increase in bud size versus uh, you yeah. know when you're doing a little bit harder defoliating there? Yeah, yep, yep. Um, I'm getting rid of all the inferior stuff too, so you don't have all that fluffy shit. You only got that quality, you know, where, where all the energy is going to, I seems to, anyway. Uh, I um, I I have to defoliate 
I can't help myself. It's like um, it's telling me to. I can. I know what happens with the mold. So I've I've lost plants. I've grown enough now to know what's happening. We we never had books, mate. We no information whatsoever. So it was all trial and error. Error. Um. And me being out in the bush all the time, I knew a bit about how Mother Nature works. So I try to replicate that. And, um, yeah, and replicate that growing on a swamp type business because that really means something, all that life in that swamp. To grow a plant like that, I'd be busted if I put that system here in the backyard from... Three houses down the street, the size of that thing. Yeah, but um, it's um something that yeah makes me envy. I'd love to be able to grow the way I do over your place. Have that out in the open, or in some places over there. Yeah. Show people, pass pass the word around. Right. Uh, well, hopefully that day's not too far off for you. You know, how are like genetics availabilities over there? Are you able to at least you know get decent seeds or clones in somehow? No, well, the last lot of seeds I went to. I actually went through um seasoning that in Spain. And um just seeding seeds at a time. They weren't guaranteeing it and got the COVID apparently. And so anyway, I I sent off for the seeds and they eventually came through, but they came through uh, two months behind normal planting time it was about four months. It took them to get there, and um, I was short on my seeds. I only um, end up getting ten. Um, I picked four of the best, and they're out there. And uh, hence why I've got clones because I've trimmed them and cleaned up all the bottom branches and turned all of them into clones and handed them out to people. Um, because you can't... People come to me and go, I can't do that. people... For medicine, so I just handed that out freely so they can grow. Um, and yeah, I so I grow, I grow the clones, so I like to see how they how they produce compared to the one that I grow, I grow in the shed on the scrub. Um, I like messing around with it, I like, um experimenting i've never grow i never grow the same way all the time i'm always adding something doing something to it 
I'm trying to better it. But yeah, it's uh, very hard here. Really hard. If you don't, if the coppers don't get you, the thieves will get you. So you got to hide it. It's, uh, not a good thing. It's one of the things I can't figure out. Even here in some of the places that it's, you know, it is legal. We can have it out in the open. It can be, you know, too easy to grow in some cases. Then again, we have people still trying to, you know, take people's, you know, medicine versus, you know, putting in a little bit of work themselves. That's the one thing I can't. I can't understand the current state of cannabis here that, you know, the rippers are still a thing here. You know, I just, yeah. it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the world would be a better place if it was. Much better place. More healthier place. Yeah. I, um... I take a lot of, I took a lot of inspiration speaking out because Olivia Newton John C is Australia's voice and she spoke out. And now over here, she's not looked upon any, any different for her use of medical marijuana. But still, the average Joe who grows cannabis in their backyard is treated like a a criminal, and it's bloody wrong, really, really wrong. If I have, um, if I had doubt, and I was out there and and pushing it to little kids, and they caught me doing that, and found my source at my home, fair enough. But the smell of it doesn't kill you. It smells good to me. That's why humans can smell it. <laughs> if it smells like shit, you wouldn't be attracted to it. And she wouldn't smell it. Definitely agree with that. I can't believe there there is places. I mean, that's actually a very strong concern when, uh, like, a, in a city grows. What you going to do with the smells there? You know what? It's it's. I can't believe people wouldn't want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think it's an amazing smell. My know, it talk. always makes me. To be honest with you, when I like uh, when it's, I'm getting the security leak. I guess you you could call it. Like I come out of a uh, room in my house and I can like. It hits me that I you know the grow room doors open or something like that. I'm like. Uh, I, I smile. It, I never once went, yeah. woof. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, shit, I got to do something about that. <laughs> sure, sure. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. And you're drawn to yeah. wanting to smell it. I was in there trimming away in the shed trying to get all of the, all the crowns heading towards the roof, and I had to cut some branches off the side of that Girl Scout cookies. 
and it raped just the way the pensions Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to it. We, when I listen to you guys talk and all the strains that you got, fucking blows my mind. Blows my mind. I couldn't even roll. Imagine having that many. I'd be, it'd be like a kid in a candy shop for me if I could get seeds. Yeah, and over here now, the seedsmen stopped selling seeds to Australia. We got an email a couple of months ago saying that they'll now stop. They won't guarantee their seeds. Apparently, Australian customers are up there ante on cracking down on seeds coming over. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's, yeah, it's hard to get. I don't know how to get them. I can't believe, man. It's I've, I've heard of people getting some across, there, getting through some through. Without yeah. Duplicating myself too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to give it a go. <laughs> I hope so. But it's all about customs, mate. I think. That's terrible, man. It's I I can't even imagine how they detect that, John, to be honest with you. How it actually it's crazy. I suppose they are confused these days. Crazy what they can do. Uh, yeah, I can't believe uh, it. It's kind of funny. I know I say it jokingly, but man, they, the cookies is like everything. It's like very, it's very trendy for one. It's blowing up. It's got its own stores here. And uh, so when you say it, it, it does kind of, it is nothing against it. It's a good, good weed for sure. But it's like so worked with right now. Everybody's trying to breed with it, breed with it, breed with it. It's almost like a, like a virus that I can't believe it's went over there as fast as it has over there. I would have expected, you know, to hear like some of the older classic strains. But when you, when you started off with the cookies, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was, too. I was like, it's over there already, man. How the hell? <laughs> it's in the air. And, well, so is that just recent over there, is it? Girl Scout cookies. In the last uh, seven years, I would say it's kind of been pretty popular now it's like something like like i said everybody's trying to it's part of everything everything that's being crossed right now seems like it has some sort of cookie to it uh-huh yeah and i've got a bubble gum strain out there i was giving it to me by the same fella 
Um, but I was under the impression that these things were autos. So I put them in over the winter time, thinking that they're going to go into head and whatnot. And they they actually did. This I only put them in in July, and they actually took off. And within three weeks, they started flowering and um, like flowered hard and. It was the main centre crown out of it. I cut the centre crown out of it. It was probably about that round and two and a half feet, three feet high out of all of them. And the two bottom branches, they sort of went taken off again. And I was stacking buds on the bottom. But then they started throwing veg leaves at the, at the top and it went cranking. And so they've been in there for six months already and they haven't stopped and they're overtaken scroll plants in there so but I didn't want to kill them because they smell so good and they're stacking really well now so they're starting to starting to go and I love I, I want all the strains so and I want to finish them properly. I want to let them stretch right out over the season. Um, I hate pulling plants early. And I also hate growing any um, inferior shit. So I'll go in there and when they're starting to stack, I'll go in there and get rid of all of the shit that's hanging around. But not going to make any quality and do another cull sort of in there before it really stacks it on. Uh, redirect the energy to the good. And, yeah, watch it grow. I love it. Nothing like good seeing a nice big fat crown size of a football. I love it. So what is the, like, the flowering time like there? I mean, what's the season like at harvest time? So they, they started about a week ago. Two weeks ago, they were starting to show the first signs of the pistol coming out on the main branch. And then, yeah, the last week now, they're, they're starting to go. So they're in, a, in the first week. And now they'll go through till late, late April. They're finished. Some through from late March to, uh, yeah, till April. So in the greenhouse too, you can stretch them out because I don't cull them all at once. I go through and take what's ready and let the other finish. So... A really selective harvest um, and cut when I have to if something is too close to another one and I'm worried about mould getting in there and moisture sitting out, I chop it before it happens. I try to, but I hate finding it in there. It's, uh, it's like a knife wound to the plant to me and I lose so much with mould. As we all know, it can overtake in 
hours. It's going from wrecking one bug to half a plane. Um, yeah, so I'm always chopping and trying to produce quality. For me, not the police. I should hope so. I should hope so. You know, they probably they, in in a, somewhere where it's scarce. You know, that stuff couldn't have been. Did they? Do they actually like burn it? And do they burn it like right in front of you, or do you think that shit's kind of? God, I hate. I always hate to see good cannabis destroyed. Hopefully, hopefully somebody yeah. took it home. In that in that instance, I you know, I, it's all right. I would I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame an officer for taking it home and using it. Well, apparently, two weeks later, they took it to the botanist, and it's a hundred a hundred and twenty kilometer trip from. Where it is, where they they were storing it down here, and they this is a police officer tell, told me this, and they chucked it in a six by four trailer with a box on the back of it, and the big crime van, and filled that up, and to this place up on the other side of Melbourne, and um weighed it and had the botanists do examinations on it. And, um, and yeah, it's saying that it was cannabis and what type it was. Um, Yeah, but I got told the weight, that's about all. I didn't get told about the quality. I'm presuming it was good. <laughs> um, yeah, so from there, to, I think a lot of people would have got to take a lot of it home, I'm presuming legal. I don't mean to sound silly here, but in the case, any weed's good weed if you ain't got no weeds. <laughs> yep, exactly. Sure is, mate. I have, I had to smoke the plants that they left behind. That's that's for sure. They were kind enough to leave me a couple. They pulled them out of the ground, but they were the smallest plants out of the whole lot, and. Yeah, not the best, but they left them. Hopefully, you could have threw them right back in the ground, and they kind of took back off a little bit. That's nah. the thing. That's you know, it's this plant wants to be kept. I mean, if it wasn't meant to be around, you wouldn't be able to clone it. It wouldn't reveg itself. Exactly. <laughs> it's got a little staying power. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. And we're attracted to it, the smell, like you were saying. My neighbour across the road, he's the the local go-to guy for the security cameras. He's got security cameras all over his house. 
And he's seen the cops raid raid my house that day. So how many cops pulled up? And fuck, everyone was out in the street. And I was just comedy capers, mate. Yeah. Anyway, he was spewing. He said to me, "I used to love the smell of that." On the summer's night, you could get this waft at night when the air was still. He goes, mate, I could tell exactly where it was coming from. He goes, I just love the smell of it. He's not a smoker, but he loves it. He's my, my enemies around here that. Oh, you can often smell it. When I haven't been growing it, you could smell it from this house to that house as you walk down the street. But we seem to have a lot of police around here these days. And, yeah. yeah I try they, to utilize the wind a little bit. Yeah, they, um, the sad thing about it is they're still police when they go home. And if they didn't bother to act on the smell that they can smell in their own homes down the street, it wouldn't be an issue. Do you know what I mean? They take it back to the police force, to the cop shop, and go, let's go, bust. I can smell it down the road. All and I go, you shit yourself. Well, you shit yourself. They're not allowed to be doing this, but they do. Um, I think they're not some fucking coppers, of course. Add to my stress level. Bronze, and it opens up a whole new ball game over here. Yeah, it's super paranoid about about the smell. You gotta do shit about the smell. I'll put a stink pipe in my greenhouse like fifteen feet up in the air, just trying to get rid of the smell. Fuck, I've never had to do that before. I'm thinking I've got to do something. I've got to do something about the smell. I've got charcoal all over the joint and bags. It's like um I'm a, uh, some type of witch or something and <laughs> have offerings everywhere. Yeah, I've got charcoal walls and charcoal vents and bags. Is it in the stink pipe, charcoal? But if I don't try something, that's it seems to be worse. That's kind of the technique. That's the technique I use there, basically, is I, I put it out the top of the house. And it goes out, you know what I mean? By the time it goes out the top of the house and top of the sink plate, like you say, it's like 30, 30 some feet in the air. And by, you know, I'm I'm counting on that and then the breeze grabbing that. I figure by the time the breeze yeah. takes it away and somebody smells it, somebody like a quarter mile down the road is getting blamed for that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, we don't. We got stink pipes on all our toilet systems over here. Our, on the outside of the building, they rise up a path above the peak of the house. You don't smell everyone's shit when you're walking around. So, 
and it doesn't stink until you open up that pipe down at ground level. You can smell it. You put that pipe back on, send it up in the air, you can't smell it. So, yeah, I thought, fuck, we've got to try something. You've got to get rid of that smelly shit smell, mate. You know, pump it up in the air. So, uh, here's to um, it working. I hope it will. Usually does. Usually does. Like I said, it usually carries it away, away, uh, high enough and away from the nose. But the, in, but in your case though, like your example there, doesn't always work, man. I was unfortunately and unfortunate enough to be on a roof about a month ago, maybe a little longer. And man. Every time they hit the can over there, man, I don't know what them cats were eating inside that house, but it about <laughs> cleared the fucking roof, man. We were oh, <laughs> seriously, man. We'd go sit on the edge of the roof until like we could noticeably know it, it was done, man. It was like holy shit. You didn't even know it could be that bad coming out of the sink pipe. To be honest with you. <laughs> Well, there you go. Let's hope no one gets up on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the things we have to do over here. I think the uh, the law changed. It's it's actually changed in the. In our Australia's capital up in the ACT, they're allowed to grow four plants up there. Um, that came in last year. But that's where all the politicians live. That's not where we live. So, um, yeah, they're not a criminal up there and we're a criminal down here in the rest of Australia. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's it's the doors opening. Like you said, uh about money there. Once once the other places get a hold of a little wind of you know cannabis money there, they'll be like, uh, wait a minute, I want some of that over here. Wait yeah. a minute, why you guys get to have all the extra income over there, damn it. We want some of that. And yeah, yeah, the greed the greed will push it along, hopefully for sure. very quickly for you. Yeah. That's not, that's the sad thing about it though, Eagle. It's greed driven. It's not it's not craft driven. It's not um they're the ones who are commercializing it. You know, all good and well, we do have, we need the, the nurseries and the seed producers and all of that, but why the, why the fucking pay all those taxes? What for? Why do we need to pay taxes to them for growing weed? More than you do for making alcohol and grow craft, make craft beer. You don't make you don't have to pay huge amounts of tax on it like you guys do with cannabis and we do over here if we're on medical 
Arsenal. It's a medical. You know, it's kind of the same way here as well, you know, and I hate to say that, to be honest with you. I would really like to say that medical pushed things forward. Medical opened the door up in a lot of cases for here in the States, but it was the greed once a, a few of the states went wreck and they, the other states looked around and just like I said, really? Really? Mm. That's what they're making off of that shit? And then we want some of that. And then the medical kind of followed behind, you know, a little bit of the way. But in the same aspects, this is the way I feel about it. I feel like it is the money that's going to unfortunately break the door down, the big business. And this at, the, at this point, I'm like, fucking let them let them break it down the door. Let them break down the door. Let them let them take down the door. Let them take it down for all the right reasons. And then when they go in and fuck it up and make it all bland, us guys can come in once the doors open and be like, okay, let's show you how it's done. <laughs> all right, you guys scoot over. Take your bland ass cannabis over there and I'll show you how to grow some real shit, craft style. Trying to hear a word to say. Yeah, I can I can hear you. It's cutting up a little bit. And I can't tell if the delay's on my end or what, man. I notice every time that I kind of try to mic off to try to make it better, it just makes it worse. <laughs> So I've just been leaving it alone. Yeah, I, I, I can't hear you at all. At all. I just chatter. Stopping and starting. Yeah. Um, okay. You would believe that uh, in today's day and age, the the smoothness of the internet would be just a hair better. <laughs> yes. You would, you would rule experience. We've had out of, we certainly grow our plants better than we used to. <laughs> um, another thing that I don't like about the medical is why don't I get, get into the hydro aspect of it and grow it that way on a chemical and salt basis when. The plants aren't designed to do that, and you're not going to. It's not the right way to do it for the plant. Organics are uh, nature's way to do it. And should we be selling that as medical cannabis when it's been fucking man made, basically, force fed? Should that be medical or should the organic side, the healthy side, 
of growing that should be medicine shouldn't it isn't it the best you would you would really think so but i mean if you really think about that you know again we it's all who you're asking and big money says no no it can't be natural we gotta fucking man man make that shit we gotta put it in a pill form sell it to you it's gotta have lots of side effects so we can have give you more fucking pills so yeah yeah it depends we we would believe and say yes it should be natural the the people that are doing it for greed are the same ones that are yes let's grow it hydroponically it should be nothing but chemicals it's a medicine yeah exactly right so there's money to be made in that whole industry and Maybe that's where we need to bring it undone as a, as a consumer and demand that we have our medicine grown or organically and a healthy way because the other way, the bullshit way, is the wrong way to do it because as a consumer, what are you smoking after you burn that, that plant and that chemical what's in the plant there's got to be salts and bits and pieces left in it so uh, and they they're not gonna let cut out of the bakers they probably produce the salts the chemicals the bottles that it comes in crazy it's all crazy at the end of the day when it's a natural plant, we should be growing it the natural way and then leave the big business out of it because I, I don't think they'd want to mess with the natural way. It's too hard. There's too many variables in it and it's not. you can't put it on paper. You can't estimate. You can't. It's all up to Mother Nature. We don't know what she's going to do. She's going to turn the lights on or off, or it's going to be a great day. We're going to get lots of rain. Um, yeah, whereas they get the constant, and we get forced to smoke the end result. And we shouldn't be smoking that stuff. I'm convinced of it. Um it doesn't have the same effect on me, that's for sure. Uh, um, I've tried it. We all went there. Um, but, yeah, I've always gone back to organics as the, the smoke that I much prefer to get. Um, and it would be good if, we, if, if, if we all could demand it and maybe, yeah, it gets handed over to the craft people and not the big um, the big uh, pharmacies and big business. Well, I think that's one thing that uh, for here in the States that uh, why we've seen the medical slow down a little bit in the push for rack. I think that uh, Big Pharma had some some to do with that, and I still I really believe that because I what I see in recreational cannabis is um, 
the decline, unfortunately, in studies in medical cannabis. Because I'm afraid as you know, recreation of goes, I mean, how medical works here, you actually have to go to a doctor. They have to, you know, say you need medical cannabis for one reason or another, then you get a card or a permit. And then what's happening here is, you know, as it's states are going back, you know, state by state, people are like, well, I don't need this fucking card anymore. Why do I want to go through this process? So when that happens, you know, as money's being funded, research is being allegated, you know, they're now they're all of a sudden looking at numbers and be, you know, five years before, a couple years before, they were like, look at these numbers. Research has to be done here. You know what I mean? It's shit's yeah. off the charts. And now that it's wrecked, they're the cards aren't there and shit. They're like, well, what happened here? You know, we needed this money for research and now there isn't, you know, case case study here worth studying here. There ain't no cards or nothing. I'm afraid that the you know medical aspect of it's gonna fall beside. And I think that's what Big Pharma wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, hell, make it wreck. It's just like alcohol. Then we can put yeah. our money be- behind that, grow it, and then we can have our big pharma and our rec weed too. Win win. You know what I yeah. mean? Then we don't have to yeah. stop making medicine. So yeah. yeah, that's what I think's going on here in the states. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, most people like organic in in Australia. Well, that's unknown. Other than small homegrown, every now and then you get a big commercial run that comes through, but um, it's all wet. It's uh, um, it's sold dried on. It's not cured, you know. It's not done properly. It's all commercial. It's pumped out the door, easy money, and it's. I don't like it at all. So, um, but there's not much of that. Not much at all. Just hit and miss. Uh, I, I personally haven't to, had to worry about scoring. I don't like involving that criminal element to it. You know, I'd rather be able to go out to my own backyard and involve nobody else but me and the plant and get my medicine that way. No doctors, no scripts, no no measuring, no nothing. Let me do it. I know it's good for me. I've never smoked myself to death, and I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of pipes, and I've never died from it. Never. (laughs) Not yet. No, I've never fallen over from it. Not yet. Got close, but never actually been out of control. Whereas alcohol, on the other hand, bah, I've been out of control. And uh, I know it's, I know it's crazy. It's, I can't see the sense in it, how, other than the money sense. And if, yeah, if there wasn't such thing as greed, I think it'd be um, we'd be in a better place. 
be more open, understanding that money drives their justification, their thoughts, what they educate the, the people about. We get educated over here that it's bad for you. You know, it's the it's the start of the bad road. You'll get on heroin. You'll yeah, you get on everything else. Lose control, all because of a joint. That's not true at all. Would have saved a lot of people if they took on that instead of everything else. But anyway. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy. We have to justify it. It is, it is. And, you know, it's when we talk about, you know, cannabis as a medicine too, you know, a lot of the times we here, we're finding out that one of the real medicines is actually being able to cultivate the medicine ourselves. There's just something really, you know, very meta, meta, very medicinal about raising the plant there, spending that time in the garden, working it, producing your own medicine. I don't know if it's like a placebo effect or it's just that it's self empowerment that you know you're you are healing yourself, you are creating your own medicine. Is you know, yeah. that's healing all in itself, you know, but once you actually can. In, use the medicine it's it's a, definitely a win-win you know it's a healing throughout the whole thing it's sad that they actually deny the patients that ass effect of it you know over there because i i really believe that's where most of the hero healing aspect comes from is the cultivation of it yeah it does it does all you stress your worry that all goes out the door and your focus is on the plant and the environment. And while I'm in there, I don't think about the place at all. I don't, I don't, that stress is not out of my mind. It's the minute I shut the gate and my other senses are going 100 miles an hour trying to smell. So, uh, uh, that's the only time that I stress. Or there's a big bang on the front door. Other than that, inside that shit, listen to the plants, what they want, give them what they need. It's, um, yeah, really good medicine. And then it's even better and satisfying when you uh, grow good medicine at the end. Um, and the way you cure it, the way you treat it like it's medicine, you just don't hang it up in the shed. You hang it up in a controlled zone. Uh, yeah. You don't let mold set in, you don't let yeah, bugs get in. You and that's medicine. That's a part of your medicine. Curing it in the jars. Um burping, smelling. You can smell it getting time. 
and they don't understand that part of it either. They, I'd love them to wire up my brain and see my my thought patterns as I walk through that door. See it, the way my mind would flip with all the emotions that I get coming from in in there, surrounded by them, to see what it does. It makes me feel better. You know, it's a lot of that, I believe, too, is just being able to shut your mind down on whatever's going on in your life or how you're feeling, you know. Up until you get to that door, that, you know, that space, it's, you know, your thought is, or my thought, I should have known. I'm not implying that it's your thought, but you know what I mean? You know, what's going on in your head, your aches and pains, what's going on in your day. And then as soon as you make that, uh, you walk into that room, it's no longer that. That thought process is broken. You know what I mean? It's stopped and you all of a sudden worry about, you know, what the plants need. What's going on over here? And everything else is kind of left at the door. You know what I mean? And it's... Yeah, yeah, it's like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> In the, yeah, yeah, it's like that magical garden. I just get into that zone. All you care about is those plants and what they need. That's um, the best feeling. And just start to see something to see finished. I mean, that's. It always blows me away to watch the trichromes and the, the colours change and how well it stacks. Um, yeah, it's just, I love it. I love it. And I love watching it stretch out over time. I don't, I don't chop it at, at that point. You know, I keep it going to get the full potential out of it. I know that you can take it too far, but you know when it's stopping, you know when it's it's time's up. And um, I live and learn, I suppose, with all my with the experience over the years. I've fucking certainly fucked a lot of things up, got mold and insects, and like we all do burnt plants with too much blood and bone and uh, having plants root bound and giving them water and actually drown them in the in the pot because they were root bound and uh, wasn't letting the water drain. Um, that was a two and a half pounds, I suppose, of bud sitting on there and I filled the pot up and walked away and Two days later, I come back and I see it all wilting and, oh, what have I done? But, yeah, I killed it. I filled it up with um, some kelp and some liquid potash, which burnt it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, all the fuck-ups into the roof of the house and... Then 
having a sun belt in there and cause a heap of moisture. And taking to that whole entire plant within a day. Yeah. And you do it again. You'll learn by it. Uh, but yeah, I've done enough now that I sort of, I sort of got it sorted. I need a bigger roof, but I can't do a bigger roof. So it's um, what what we're challenged with is affects the way we grow. You know, I, it's sad, but. That's the way it is. So I can't get to grow the full potential here like I can out out in the swamp, say for instance, away from prying eyes. Um, but you have the the um, the duty of bringing that that all that weed home, and uh, that in itself is. Um, the worst part about it on the road with the police. So I've had my experiences doing that, and um, once is enough. Have a hundred pounds of dope in the back of the car, and the police pull you over. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> I try to avoid that uh-huh. these days. Yeah. What is the penalty like over there, if you don't mind me asking something like that? For a pound? For the penalty? Oh, shit, mate. That's jail. Yeah, that's eight years jail. Yeah. Because they call a commercial amount, so... No matter what you get done for with no money, whatever, they still throw you in the slammer saying that you're doing it for commercial reasons. Not that you're a grower. It doesn't matter about how many plants you've got. You could have three plants of 100 pounds of dope there and then they do for a commercial. Like it's 100. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's to justify, justify the job, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. I know it's the law. It's crazy. It's, yeah. Waste of police this time. It's getting better here, at least in our state, that, uh, you know, we took took away the forfeiture law where, you know, they couldn't make money on it like they used to. What they seize, you know what I'm saying? So once you took away that and, you know, they were like, eh, fuck it. They, they lost all interest in it once they lost the money in it. Potential money in it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 
it's funny that because uh, I've had a little bit of trouble, and I do know a couple officers as friends there, and anytime when I did get in trouble there, I felt bad because you know usually that was one aspect of life that I just because he was you know I, they were cops that's not necessarily my main point of uh, conversation. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, uh, yeah. so when I did get in trouble and want some advice, man, I kind of like hung my head low a little bit and was like, man, I need some advice, you know? And I said what happened and they were like, weed? Fucking weed? Nobody gives yeah. a shit about weed anymore. Yeah. He, yeah, they pretty much laid it right out for me. They're like, "Let me guess, it was a holiday, it was a young buck." I'm like, "Yup, <laughs> yup, had something to prove." I'm like, "Yup," and I'm like, "Ah," he's like, "You'll be all right. Get your lawyer." <laughs> and that's what I did. I fought that shit all the way through. Lucky, lucky. Yeah. Yep. It's not a good feeling being put on the front page news, the local paper, that's for sure. Eh? I, um, not so much anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. It used to be. Well, uh, it's funny, my physio said to me, any publicity is good publicity, Jeff, so I don't know it. made me look at it a different way. Oh, well. That could help change the law. Well, things changed. You know, that was another thing that changed this year. It was pretty wild to see uh, cannabis go from being very shunned to all of a sudden now we're uh, essential. That's what they called us here as through the through these times. They were like, yeah. no, no, it's essential. In fact, smoke. That's a, In our state, they were saying, yeah, basically, yeah, smoke up, stay home. It helps keep yeah. you healthy. I was like, finally, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They probably didn't want a heap of drunk people getting getting around with guns, shooting everybody up, getting so crazy, just getting locked up with COVID. And if, you get, if we all get stoned, we're not going to shoot anybody. It's all peace. There's no violence when you're stoners. It's, a, it's all peace and love. It was it's it was a funny phase going through there, man. It's definitely made it weird, man. Again, man, it's changed cannabis here in so many ways. So, so, so many ways. In fact, like there was at one point in this mess, it was so weird. It was harder to get a pack of papers than it was to get cannabis. Like you you'd like go up to like the tobacco shop and you had to like knock on the door. 
be like, okay, couple, two packs of papers, and then they'd run them out to the door to you. I'm like, this is fucking weird. I just pulled up, just went to the dispensary and did, you know, they run it out to the cars like that. I'm like, this is totally uh, weird, man. You just, you can actually like put your order in online and just pull up and honk, and they're just running, running it out to you, you like Dairy Queen and shit. <laughs> That's living the dream. That's living the dream, brother. Hell, I'd love to have that here. They Uber it? Yeah, they probably do have like an Uber. I'm surprised they don't have like that. Like, I'm sure there are deliveries that do that here. It's got to be somebody filled up for it. Yeah. Yep. It's weird though. Oh, well, it's, um, it's taking some of the buying, the, buying the fun out of it though, because you don't actually get to go in and like see anything anymore. The last time I had to do it, I actually like, and I don't go in there very often. I actually just like shorted myself for the trip. You know what I mean? I needed, I needed a couple pre rolls to finish the ride home. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I pulled up and they like they basically just handed me like a laminated menu and a crayon. I didn't even get to look at like no samples or nothing. It was just like mark what you want. I want one of those, one of those, one of those. They came back and took the menu and. Came back in a few more minutes and brought me my pre-rolls. I was like, eh, wow. "This is that's crazy." And was it what you ordered? Did it taste like what you ordered, or was it something new that you just tried? Oh, it was horrible. Don't get me wrong; it was horrible. Nice chemical companies, eh? <laughs> yeah, as, as a grower, as a grower, yeah. man, I got out of the highway, man. I shit you not. This is the true story, man. I fucking, I did that like a pit stop. It, it was just like, just like it described, like I'm describing it. I was like, oh, shit. I forgot to grab me some pre-rolls. I'll like see like the sign like McDonald's from the highway. I'm yeah. like, hell Yeah. Pull off and shit. And I'm like, I grabbed the menu. I'm all cheesing. I got one regular, one like extra special and shit. I'm like, yes, yes. I fucking pull off and get on the highway, and I'm chiefing along, and I'm like, this is bullshit, man. This is somebody's shake. I can't believe I just paid for this shit. And then I'm like, fucking. I, I get a little further down the road, and I got one that was like they like a fire stick. They called it, and that was like where they roll, roll it. They put oil in it, roll it in the key for whatever. And it's like, oh, I was like, so I like, I've got high hopes for this one, man. I fire it up, and I'm hitting it, and it was like candy coated shit. I mean, it actually tasted worse than the other one. I was just like disgusted. I was like, man, I felt robbed, man. I actually went home that night 
if it was like in the er, early stages of doing this and i went home that night and i was like yeah i don't usually do this that often but fuck those people man they sell garbage over there don't even bother on that pit stop <laughs> and these people i saw the people who were none the wiser they're none the wiser they haven't smoked what we've, we've grown or the do it the natural way you know they're none the wiser so they're happy with that. I think when when you make the step and smoke that real quality outdoor, even under a greenhouse, so just that that organic outdoor experience is fuck. It blows your mind. It's totally like smoking a whole different plant. We um, I noticed that with skunk all those years ago when we got skunk. And uh, there was the hydro version, the wet, sticky version. And then I grew it outside. People told me, you can't do it, you can't do it. Well, I did it, and it was 10 times better than what you could buy. All my mates loved it. It tasted insane. Definitely tasted different to the skunk that was grown in the tasted better, had more flavor to it than what you could get out of the hydro. So it changed my mind way, way, way back then. People go, oh, homegrown, you know. It's, oh, it's only homegrown. Hydro's go. If you know what you're doing, homegrown's the best. It is the way best. You know what's in it. I know what I do put in mind. And, um, and like you said, it's that medicine. Yeah, extra bit of medicine, isn't it? Uh. Yeah, you could always tell when you go to the dispensaries, when you could go to the dispensaries and smell the jars, you could always tell who the different growers were growing what because, like, if it, one in particular had seven, you know, several strains, they would all smell the same. They'd all smell like the one in particular nutrient brand. Then you could pick up another jar and it would smell different. You'd be like, oh, this is a different grower, right? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, how could you tell? I'm like, because it didn't smell like the other seven. <laughs> it didn't smell like the other seven. This one actually smells yeah. pretty good. I'll take some of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least you got the choice over there. That's great. It'd be good when these guys can, um, yeah, promote that the organics more than the the big pharmaceutical companies selling it. Get it down to the crafties. It's selling itself there in quality, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you definitely can't do craft on large scale unless you've got shitloads of cheap labor. Can you? No, I think it, people are just getting smarter too, as you know. The, again, back to the greed, 
you know, all these, a lot of these nutrient companies, there's so many different parts. And I, I think as, you know, there's so much information out there now that the growers are being more knowledgeable and going, I don't need all that shit. I just don't need, I don't need your 16 part system with killing me with every bottle, you know? Yeah. I, I, I understand I can do this naturally very cost yeah. effective and it'd be better yeah. yeah i'm coming back around for sure i'm coming yeah. back around i tried to even cheat it i tried to take it down to like the bare minimum you know as far as you know uh, artificial uh, nutrients go the salts just the plain old salts you, know, you don't get no cheaper than taking the water the water weight out of it and mixing up just your salts and it was, you know, it's effective. You can grow some good plants in there. Does it taste as well as the, you know, organics? Oh. Yeah. No, nah, I'll be the first to admit that. You know, and for me, I thought, you know, I was also cheating by um, force feeding the plant with new artificial nutrients. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of let it take it up, let it take it up. I'm going to yeah. supercharge this thing. But, you know, this last run yeah. with the organics, I was very uh, impressed to find out that, you know, at least with the medium I was running, it ke- it kept up neck and neck with, you know, the salts that I was throwing down. Yeah. So I was, good. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's time to come bring them back. Yeah. And it gets better and better with ice. The better, the older the system gets. The better the quality gets, I found. So, yeah, that's that's um the the it's like fine wine. The, the dirt gets better. in years to come. So, the quality the grow gets better by nature, natural thing. Time that's uh, yeah, that's good. I some men's in there that are just just solid worm castings. It's a three foot pile that's been broken down down to a foot high, and it's just casting. Just throw your hands right through it up to up to your elbow and. It's so white and fluffy, and the plants just go nuts in there. Um, yeah, it's a good medium. Uh, it's, I think it works really well. I love it. So, I admire all blokes the way they grow, but I just don't like the degree, the, the money, the corporations with the hydro. That's like that's something that's. Um, you put out the backyard, do it out the backyard. You shouldn't have to be forced to grow it in your tents, or you know what I mean. Over it's cold over here. I know I can understand why you use it in your basement and all that because of the weather and do a winter crop. That's grouse, but there's nothing better with than the sun. Watching the actual sun do it. I don't know. I, I enjoy the outdoors, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I, agree, I, I agree. It would be nice to 
to have like a, a bed, you know what I mean? An outdoor area where I could have be building like a prize bed, you know what I mean? Indoors, it's yeah, hard yeah. to get that that yes, bed going where you just can reuse. But it'd be nice to to have one, you know, that every year I'm gonna pull, I know I'm gonna pull some dank out of that that strip that bed. You know what I mean? The prize-winning bed, if you will. <laughs> yeah. This might sound crazy, Eagle. Where we lived out on the poultry farm, I had this nice big grow room in there and um, had a heap of soil. And when we shifted out to here, out to suburbia, I said to the missus, I'm taking all my dirt. She said, what are you taking all your dirt? I said, yeah, I'm taking all my veggie dirt and all my grow dirt because, you know, I've been doing that for 15 years and I wasn't going to leave that behind. And so, yeah, we got seven truckloads of dirt delivered all at my new place as along with all of our furniture and and um, clothes and all the stuff for the house, the people must have thought I was fucking nuts, mate, straight from the word go, because there's not many people would get their dirt delivered the same day they moved into the house. So, um, yeah, and I used all that dirt out the back, and it's still here today. So I can't part with me living soil. Awesome. I'd like to see the neighbors at the other place going, is he t- actually taking up the dirt? With a bobcat and and a truck. And he had property as well, just around the corner from my place. He had five acres. So he took half the dirt to his joint. And then left the half and took half the dirt to my place. So, um, yeah, we emptied the garden bed. So the, the owners of the place would have thought, fuck, this guy's mental, mate. He's taking the dirt with him as well. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to reduce from a five-acre box to nothing. That goes to show you the, how important the organics can be right there. How how seriously some people take it, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, I don't hold back. If I need to put amendments in there, I put amendments in there. Back those days, I put 30 meters of mushroom malt and 15 barrels of tea straw in one one go, along with all the, the chicken manure from the from the sheds and the rice holes that would go in. And there'd probably be about, I'd say, 40 meters that go into the vegetable garden all at once. Um. And yeah, what lasagna it out and then growing it and let the chickens go in there and turn it over. We had a pig 
We use the pig as well to turn the the ground over. Get rid of all of the spent veggies that were in there. And um, then, yeah, the dirt was dynamite. So I wasn't throwing that out. <laughs> was, no way now I was throwing that out. Not year after year of adding to it. I can see the attachment, to be honest with you. I, I really can. When you work on something like that, it's, you know, like I said, it's a prize-winning bet. I would, that's why I call it that way. When you start plugging away at something and every year you're like, you know, I did this last year and this should yeah. be the improvement that I see this year. You know, yes. I, I would exactly. I hate to say it, but I could see exactly. myself doing the same fucking thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the bed just comes just as important as the plant does, the grow does, the prep. The prep on the bed, even before the plant's actually in there, it's just as much as the plant growing and and training it and utilizing that space where you've got. Well, we've got to keep it all low, ours low and concealed so the neighbors can't see them. And yeah, so I'd love to be able to grow a 15 footer in your backyard. That's a big trophy, so you'd see it from the front yard. But we just can't do that. So, yeah. Scroll yeah, that's, and that's one of the crop. things that's kind of keeping me from doing it, too, because I want to do it just once, too. Just once. You know what I mean? I want it out in the front yard as, a, like, an ornamental tree and shit. Just look at what I can do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Just like the prize roses there. <laughs> Out the front, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a tra- bit of a bragging there. Yeah, I just right. want to. I just want them to just grow one, just so like the, like the town can go. You can't do that. <laughs> oh, shit, I just did it. There's, yeah, there's some for exactly. everybody. Go ahead and take some. Cut you off a branch and go. <laughs> That'd be great. You see it with the neighbors. <laughs> Put it out on the nature strip. <laughs> well, you can share you can share vegetables out there. It'll be nice to be able to share all of it. You should be able to share it like that. To be honest with you, you know, yeah. a little bit to your neighbors and whatnot. Why not? Yeah, I I already tried to barter with it. To be honest with you, not necessarily for bar for vegetables, but I've definitely traded <laughs> for tires and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can't do it. I can't do that here at all because that's classed as trafficking to me. I can't give it to my mates or anyone who needs it i'm not allowed to i'm just like and because they use it against you in in court you know you can do what you can do but you can't go around saying saying that you know what i mean they'll use it as a a part of locking you up any notes if you write any notes about your grown 
They take that news out as evidence. So I can't even, I can't document shit, yeah? I can't say, oh, I put them in at this time. I've got to remember everything. Because if it's documented, the police say, right, that, 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 you've been doing it from there, you expected to do this, this and this. Uh, so I'm professional, you know, it's just crazy. So at least these guys can document shit, yeah? And I'm way too open. I'm way too open with it. I actually got pitched at by my one of my, and again, when I say this, you have to understand that the daughter I'm speaking of is 25. Okay, she's not like, you know, like a little kid. <clears throat> I got like she get, like some dismay from her from a patient transaction in a Walmart. And again, this is like one of my patients it was no money no money involved it was just what i owed them for their monthly at medicine i'd seen him in the walmart and i passed him a zip right there in walmart and she was like you can't be doing that in here i'm like according to law that's all i can do is gift it i would i can't give a person a gift at walmart now what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to tell me? I didn't do nothing wrong. I just gave a gift away. She's like, you are an ass. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. It's totally legal. She's like, no, yeah. no, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. I'm like, maybe so. But... Yeah. <laughs> It's the boundaries are there to be pushed when it comes to that, I think, evil. I mean, it, um, it should be open, shouldn't it? It should be. Nothing to watch your back for. I don't, right. yeah, we don't get in trouble for like that for handing over a bag of tomatoes to let go. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be any more shunned on than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really no different. It's really yeah. no different. They're, they could possibly even be grown in the same garden. They are. <laughs> they are. There you go. <laughs> Only to a certain point, then I have to chop them. <laughs> yeah. When it gets a bit too overcrowded, I end up food. <laughs> you, it's kind of funny again, without, you know, meds aside, I've had some of the best grow conversations I've had in a while at the local Walmart. It's funny. I just run into people there, like running right in the front there. Had like four or five of us, uh, you know, a circle recently yeah. talking out loud about growing and stuff, and it was kind of surreal. None of us, not, not even watching our voices or nothing, just kind of having a conversation out loud. I, it was like, I thought, I was like, man, this is hilarious. 
and we run in there to each other there all the time. We run each other more there at the Walmart than we do at the grocery store, actually. <laughs> Get on the cheaper way out. Oh, on you go. Hey, dogs, come here. You can you hear that either? Yeah, I can hear oh, that. No biggie. Philip Magma Seeds, Justin Station. G'day, Magma. I can't see the chat. Is the chat on? Yeah, they're definitely rolling. 51 in chat right now. They've been uh, liking your story so far. So what's the weather like over there? Is it? What's the weather like? Yeah. It's overcast at the moment. It's only about, uh, say, 16 degrees. It was about 20 today. But, um, yeah, overcast most of the day. We've got a bit of a cyclone hanging around up the top of Australia, so that sort of influences down the bottom, believe it or not. And, um, yeah, we're a bit cloudy today. We're due for some rain, and then we're going to... Get up to the late 30s next week, so it's going to be some nice weather coming. We've been um, going through a wet summer this year, which is good, better than the bushfires. Yeah, it's a little bit chilly here. We, we've had, I've been lucked out here. It's wintertime here. Yeah, it's, as far as this would be my fifth year being up further north here in Michigan. And uh, I, I'm digging it. This is like the least amount of snow that I've had. <laughs> oh, really? No, and, we don't get snow here where we're at. Uh, no, I've never seen snow. We live down on the coast, so not far from Bell's Beach. Um, have you ever, do you know where that is? Have you, have you heard of Bell's Beach? Nah. No, I haven't. I'm actually blown back that you guys, you do get snow there? Do you get snow there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we get snow here. Yeah, it's up in the high country, get though. Get out of here. Sorry. I would have never guessed in you the... guys get snow down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a few places that snow. Victoria, New South Wales, Canberra, and a bit in Tassie. But nothing like you guys get. We got to go to the mountains, you know. It just doesn't snow everywhere here, but it has been getting cold this year. It's crazy. That's one place I've always wanted to go see is Australia. There, it's one of the places I've always wanted to visit ever since I was a kid. I don't just got that appeal. Yeah, it's a nice place. Really nice place. 
are done. I'd love to see the rest of it. I didn't get to see as much as I wanted, but yeah. <clears throat> I um I did plan to go around Australia, but I got shot in the accident. We're going. We're actually leaving that bad August, and I was shot in the March. So I had the truck all rigged up and ready to go, but yeah, there was no going after getting that done. So um, yeah, hopefully one day I'll get there. Yeah. Man, you've had one amazing journey, that's for sure, man. I gotta give you some props for uh not giving up on the plan, that's for sure, man. You're both fighter yeah. in life and fucking fighter when it comes to uh cannabis uh advocate as well, in my opinion, man. Hands off, really. Yeah. I um I'm the doctors know I'm bullshitted to them and said fucking I take cannabis, I'd tell them straight out. My doctors back then said, Jeff, I know what you're doing, but I don't want to know what you're doing, so don't tell me. But whatever you're doing, keep it up, because I've never seen anyone heal the way you feel healed. Your infections, you don't get them. You don't take the painkillers that we give you. If... You keep that up because I can't believe my eyes. And I did I did do that. I had 29 operations um, and smoked cannabis before and after the ops. Some of them went for 19 hours. So they were just more like a little operation. They were 19 fucking hours. I woke up the next day like, you serious? I've been that gone that long, and uh, feeling like I've been hit by a truck too, mind you. But um, I'd go out on the balcony and smoke me a couple of joints, and then within a week they'd say go home and get better at home. Don't hang around here; you might get golden stuff. It goes, you obviously. And they'd, take, they'd send a nurse out to check on me and um, give me whatever I had, whatever they had to do and check the wounds and give me my mouthwash. I had to have shitloads of mouthwash because every time I smoked a joint or had a pipe, I had to wash my mouth because I had to get any any foreign bodies out, so... And I, so I did a lot of mouthwashes after every pipe or joint. So <clears throat> that was the only downfall, but it soon got better and I didn't need the mouthwashes and <laughs> just smoked them. And I haven't stopped. 
Um, yeah, so I've got advice from them. They've seen it way back then. And, um, yeah. If anyone can go through walk walk down in my shoes and go, and go through what I've gone through and still be here without that, yeah. I, I doubt it very much. I don't believe without it because I certainly couldn't <clears throat> not to have that much shit <coughs> too, man. yeah a lot of a lot of other people would have definitely be still locked up on opiates for sure if they yeah. would have made it through yeah yeah. Or lose your mind. Yeah. It's, um, so light it up again, Tim would like to know if is there any opal or gold in your area? No. Oh, no, I'm way down the bottom. So there's probably about 150k from here is where the gold field starts. Up around Ballarat. And then it goes up probably another 100 k's past there, and then you've got to go another or oh, about 700 k to the Opal Fields up into New South Wales, or oh, over to WA. That's thousands of k's away. Yeah, Kalgoorlie, about halfway across Australia. Yeah, so there's no Brittany Green Gold. Sorry, brother. I didn't mean to cut cut you out. Miss Brittany Teasley would like to know is there any unique cannabis pests over there? Um, No, we got caterpillars, we got aphids, whitefly. we have boitrous, rot, and powdery mildew, but no, no particular. We don't get them russet mites. I've never seen them before. I've, what you guys talk about. Um, we have fungus gnats, but you, if you've got all the right, the right microbes in the ground, they soon like get sorted out by them. So I, I never have a trouble with them. Like I can put fresh, I can put rotten fruit in there, squish it up, bury it an inch under, and not have a gnat come near the place. Um, there, yeah, so I don't have. But cabbage butterfly, a lot of them. So as long as you got bird, you got bird netting in that over your your grows, it's it's fine. They don't eat the buds. They only eat the leaves. They're saying that uh, Justin Station says he definitely takes care of his plants. They're beautiful. And I have to agree, man. Those plants did look very nice, man. Very impressive. Thanks, man. 
Yeah, it's been good to be able to share. I've never been able to do this before, eh? Um, this is where I keep the males too, eh? Yeah, they're here. So that one over there is ready to. One, the girls getting ready and give me a nice, decent little bud down the bottom, which I'll see from each tight, of course. But, yeah. I, was, I, I, I love doing that too because I love drumming it the next year and seeing what you get. A lucky dip, eh? But I've got to stop over here at 100, point, 100 seedlings because after that, that's the commercial shit again that I'm in. So if I can do 99 seedlings and, and get caught for I I'll still get charged and done for cultivation and all of that, but it's not going to jail. So it's me cut-off point for not going to jail, but I'm still going to get in the shit for it, you know what I mean? But the shit's not that deep, and my ass doesn't have to worry about it. So literally going to jail. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> 99s ago, and then and then I I cull like a madman because I'm now worrying about weight, yeah. So we are to let it let it grow, see how it performs. I'm I've got to be ruthless. I must have killed a thousand good plants, but I've got to look at it and judge it, and there and then because I can't grow it out. You know, I love to, but I can't so. And then I end up with, with what I've got, you know, where I, the ones where I'm going, no, I've got to keep it. I've got to give it a crack. And they generally end up all different. So back when I was well, growing I on the farm. I do appreciate the fact that you're breeding for yourself, you know, for sustainability. It definitely helps cut down the risk, you know what I mean? If you're having trouble getting genetics, at least you're making your own for sustainability for next year, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems that like, like, the, like the dirt, the seasons go on, they get more and more acclimatized to where I'm growing them. There's, there's, the plants that top, cops took uh, the first time, that was like 10 years of breeding with white Russian skunk, got, um, Kelly Gold, where Kelly, Kelly Gold and um, Big Bud. And we crossed with all of those, those four. I lost it to the cops and um, I kept on doing it over and over and over back crossing. I keep pollen from the year before and um, I put I put the whole bag over the over the bottom branch and leave it on there for a week and then take it off and 
a way to go. Um, and still make 200 seeds out of that, you know. But, yeah. You never know. You might just cross yourself into that one one day where you're like, this is it. This is That's it. it. This is the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a few, I've had a few of them, hey. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Eggs, can I just nick out for two seconds? I need to top yeah. up. Yeah. No worries, bro. Cool. I'll be back. What's going on, chat? Martial Artist 2012. Cass says cheers from Texas. Martial are our best nugs. Nature's best nugs. Cheers, you guys. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying this. Very much. Today is officially the day, my friend, our friend, some cool pass. Hopefully you guys will uh, check out the episode tonight. Uh, is a remembrance episode for a sub. Have uh, Miss Jill will be here. Uh, TCDR Frenchie. Frenchie will be here, uh, which will in itself be an amazing episode. I've got a line out to Mendo Doe and a few other people to come on to see if they would like to say some nice words about Mr. Sub. And. Uh, Usually I don't do a normal episode on Monday nights, and it won't be a normal thing, but uh, tomorrow, because of uh, it being just happens to fall on that day, there will be an uh, episode tomorrow at 1130 in in remembrance of our friends up there. So please uh, keep that in mind tomorrow night that there will be an early episode. I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, I was just mentioning to uh, everybody that there was going to be an early episode tomorrow. Usually Mondays, I usually skip uh, and go late because of the late sesh with uh, Skillbow and Red. But uh, it being tomorrow, the past tomorrow's official today tomorrow well it's already tomorrow for you it's already monday there yeah right? almost, or has yeah, been yeah, yeah. has been Tuesday, yeah has been <laughs> and and we're six months ahead too with the weather yeah right one to start in the flower <laughs> it's mad they're making a perpetual harvest in between us and you guys when we're finishing, you're planting your seeds. And when you're harvesting, I'm planting my seeds. So during my dry, you've got plenty. And during your dry, we've got it all. So we could swap. Keep everyone in, um, in supply of fresh cannabis between Australia and... America. Hopefully at some point that's the way it works, to be honest with you. 
that'd be great. It would be awesome to be able to do that. It'll uh, could help us get just get to try some new strains and keep that uh, palette a wider palette there. Just yeah. like we do with certain fruits, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah exactly. You know. Yeah, exactly. The custard apple or the, the banana. Yeah, we yeah. do it with fruit. Yeah, you know, and and flowers too. Flowers go worldwide. So there's no reason why we can't be getting rid of it all, all worldwide. It'll be great to trade. Uh, and they'll keep our tolerance in check too <laughs> yeah we all know we yeah. start smoking that same shit for too long our tolerance is built up there exactly you're right be good way to, yeah be good way to keep it yeah. in check yeah well well all out of drink french wine so why yeah why not we do the same we bottle it and we smoke it <laughs> on the other side of the world well those days are coming i just got a feeling those days are coming like i said I, i'm i'm open i know they're it's gonna be opened up for the wrong reasons but i'll take it so i know it's gonna balance Money will push the door open, but quality will come through to save the day. Yeah, the pendulum does swing. It does swing, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Go come sure. back. Yeah. So it's not even day, uh, two hours away from darkness over here yet. Yeah? Well, plenty of daylight. Yeah, plenty of work in the hours, hours before the sunlight's even coming up over here. <laughs> That's unreal. Unreal, brother. Yeah. Well, um, all right, we'll call it up a wrap because I've got to go in and have some tucker. It's that time of night. I've got to shut the greenhouses up. Make sure the bugs aren't getting in. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out for tonight. And uh, thank you very much, man. What an incredible story, man. What an incredible story. You're a badass, by the way. You're Talking, they were talking about how, how tough you were, man, in chat there all night long. And I have to agree, man. You've been through some shit and you keep fighting, man. And that makes yeah. you a badass, brother. And I, I got to <laughs> appreciate you and your story, my friend. And a uh, couple Thanks things for before you go. Man, you, so. I would like to, you know, <clears throat> you know how the wormhole, I, I think by now you've got a good idea how things are working around here but now since you've done the spotlight episode keep please keep that zoom number that invitation handy because uh sure. that is the that's the number anytime that you see a wormhole going 
and you'd like to pop on and smoke one and say hello. You don't need an invitation, cool, right? you just need the one to pop on and say hello. So and, that's uh, cool. I'll feel do free. That. I'll do I that. Hope I'll, so, brother. I'll love it. Show you along the way how it's going out there. Hey, hopefully I'll have some fruits for my efforts. Right on. We'd love to see it, man. We'd love to see it. It's it's honestly awesome to be able to see gardens around the world like that. So this is an incredible yeah. thing. It is, it is, it is amazing. That's, I had to take it up because um it's a dream. It was a dream of mine. Uh to share, to share what we do and why we do it, you know. Um yeah. I'm I, I I understand where you're you're at because we've been following in your shoes, but we're still criminals here, you know. We're we're still out in the wild west with what we do. It's every man for himself, sort of thing. Yeah, I'm lucky to another reason to appreciate you, brother. We didn't get here. The way we didn't get to where we got to what without people like yourself, myself, that did it before we could do it. You know what yeah. I mean? We're we people that like ourselves pushed it forward. So I got a lot of respect for you in that aspect as well. Keep yeah. pushing, brother. Well, yeah, that's why I'm not afraid for it because the more if I get busted again. It's only going to be advertisement for the fucking plant, isn't it? It's going to be what this guy survived that, and you're going to chuck him in jail for growing a plant. If, all right, I'm, uh, it's clearly I show them it's not commercial and it's for me. The, um, the more it makes them realize that. It's not out there for money. He's not doing it for money, mate. He's doing it because he's got a legitimate reason. And me of all people, I've got that reason. So let that be my bullet in my gun that I fight the war with about prohibition. Maybe that's the good that come out of being shot is being able to be a voice without being locked up, understood, not locked up. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully it comes, uh, times change quicker, quicker than that will ever happen. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. It's only a natural progression. It is, I hope, brother. I hope so. Wow. The only other thing I'd like to get from you before you check out, my friend, is uh, the sound bite. I don't know if you've ever caught the end of these things, but uh, I asked for like that old school radio sound bite. You know what I mean? Uh, basically, what I'm looking for in my words, not yours, is hey, this is Eagle Gardens, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode three three thirteen. You can add whatever you want. You can dull it down, but basically this will be your mark, your commercial for this episode. 
I am recording and ready whenever you are, my friend. No worries, mate. Hey, this is Jeff. I'm on talking shit with the Eagle on three third on on what was it? Um, three thirteen. We can do. <laughs> Have you enjoyed? We can do show? a take two. <laughs> we can do a take two. It's right, not we'll uncommon, my friend. Three already. Yeah. Take right. two. There you go. <laughs> this is Jeff on talking shit with Eagle on show three thirteen. I hope to catch you soon and have a good night. Thank you, my friend. Thank you from sincerely, my friend. I appreciate the time. You know, when I asked for somebody to help out and buy us another night, you didn't even think twice to come on and tell your story. So, again, and it was an amazing story. So, I can't thank you enough. Please have an amazing day. And I hope that you do take me up on uh, popping in on one of these rabbit holes. Anytime you see fit, brother, the door is always open. Tell me, bro. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say good night. You can go ahead and let yourself out. And I look forward to seeing you soon, friend. Dude, thank you, man. Have a good one. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in tonight. I hope you guys, I know you guys have been enjoyed tonight's episode. So uh, those of you guys that don't want to... Uh, Hang out in the rabbit hole. I greatly appreciate your time and uh, hanging out with us up until this point. Uh, time is very precious. So, you know, I'm grateful for you hanging out this long. But if those of you guys that ain't got nothing to do, you're still up and want to hang out, the rabbit hole will be open up or uh, the wormhole. Oh, I, I messed up the wormhole. The wormhole will be opened up here in a few minutes. If you'd like to hang out, come hang out and say hello till the 420 hour. The door will be open. Uh, those of you who don't, well, thanks again for hanging out. Please remember to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. I am a living, breathing example of that. And uh, have an amazing start to your week but for those of you who want to hang out give me a few minutes and uh i'll fire up the wormhole see you guys in a few thank you again thank you jeff if you're listening <laughs>